0: Blue Jackets have a chance to get back in the win column today against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can they do it? And if so, how do they do that? We're going to talk about all of that on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jay Foster, joined uh, by my co host, Hayden Hylson, uh, doing an episode together for the first time in about a million years. It feels like um, good to have you back, buddy. And uh, we want to thank you guys for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube, we're on SiriusX. Um, And uh, I also want to just let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and win $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, that is, uh, I believe, a football only bet. But would you take the Blue Jackets? Money line against the Maple Leafs tomorrow, Hayden? Or tonight, I guess, as of the time of uh, releasing this podcast?
1: No, because (laughs) that's just throwing away money. I mean, maybe the Blue Jackets can win this one tonight, but I really don't think so. Of all the games on their schedule, this seems like the least winnable game. Now, I know you may be thinking to yourself, well, Hayden, you know, the Leafs aren't that good. They've been, you know, they get a lot of hype. Are they really do they really live up to the hype though? Because the Blue Jackets have beaten them in the past, they beat them with Jet Greaves last year. Like, so of course, the Blue Jackets can beat them, but for those that may have watched the Leafs and Rangers on Tuesday night, I think everybody here doesn't believe the Jackets have a chance against a team like that because the Leafs are playing very good hockey right now. Very good. This is they're going to have ups and downs. Every team has ups and downs, but they are playing some of their best. And uh, I don't have confidence the Jackets can win against any team right now, let alone one of the best teams in the league in the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, no, I would not take that bet. Jay, would you? You know what?
0: I might. This feels like a game. And maybe this is just because the Leafs are maybe the the funniest team in the league, I feel like. Um, but if there was ever a game that the Blue Jackets were going to go out and just absolutely murder the other team and have everyone be, like, shocked about, like, imagine if they did what they did to the Leafs, what they did to the Bruins uh, a few weeks ago, the the Russian 4 game. Um, how funny would it be if the Blue Jackets just destroyed the Leafs? Do I think it's likely? No. I think it would be incredibly funny, though. Um, but there's a couple of things that I want to talk about with this game in particular um, And uh, one of those is goaltending. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs have been running with a tandem of uh, Joseph Wall and Ilya Samsonov, but this season Joseph Wall has been incredible for them. Nine sixteen save percentage, two point eight goals against average, and an eight five and one record. Uh, he's out right now with an ankle sprain. Out three to four weeks, he will not be available. For tonight's game which means the leafs will be going with Ilya samsonov uh and being backed up by uh backed up by um seattle Kraken legend martin jones or i I always want to say boston bruins legend martin jones because he had a it was a jonathan quick type trade where the kings didn't want him to be in the division so they traded him to boston and then boston immediately traded him back to the san jose um i believe for a first round pick which very funny i love when (laughs) <laughs> I love when that happens, um, but that goaltending does not inspire confidence to me. Anyway, especially when you look at how, and I've said this on the podcast over and over, goaltending is really the only position that I'm not worried about right now for the Blue Jackets. Um, Elvis Monsley still on IR, but he's got a nine ten 10 save percentage, a 3.1 goals against average. Um, so it looks like it'll be either Spencer Martin who has been quite good for the Blue Jackets this season. Um, Or, potentially, we might see the season debut of Daniil Tarasov, who is healthy, he is back from his conditioning stint in Cleveland, and uh, what better way than to throw him in at the deep end and say, hey, why don't you go up against the Leafs, who score the sixth, they are the seventh team in the league in terms of goals for per game. They score three and a half goals a game on average. So I don't know that I would throw Daniel Tarasov in there, but hey, why not,
1: you know? Yeah, you're right. They're averaging three and a half goals a game, which is good for seventh in the NHL right now. So about where you expect the Toronto Maple Leafs. We don't need to go through their stars. Everybody knows who is playing for that team. They are very dangerous. With that being said though about the goaltending too going back to the blue jackets as far as it concerns the blue jackets I think you're right I don't think they are the position that we're like this needs the most work right now uh in fact they've kind of gone unscathed through a lot of our episodes so far this year as far as just like they haven't looked they haven't played bad they haven't played bad but at the same time there hasn't been very many games, if at all. The only one I can think of is like that 2-1 win against the Devils. But other than that, there haven't been very many games where a goalie has stolen it for Columbus, which is definitely something that's on the table when you introduce a goal—a goalie like Daniel Tarasov into the lineup. Um,
0: I don't know. I, I think I disagree with, with the fact that the goalies haven't stolen a lot of games. I would argue that fully half of the, get, of the wins the Blue Jackets have this season, they have no right to because of goaltending. Like look at um oh gosh, what game was it? I think it was Jet Greaves' first win. He made against the blues. Yeah, he made 40 saves. That is Um, true.
1: Good point. That was a good that game. Calgary game, I
0: think Spencer Martin made 30 something saves and allowed a goal. You know? Um I I think goaltending has been the difference maker for this team. Um and so I think, yeah, if if there was a, a game where someone was going to go off and just decide, hey, I'm going to I'm going to shut out the Leafs. I'm going to knock on wood because that's a forbidden word in this household. But if someone was going to do do that to the Leafs. Why not the Blue Jackets? You know, the goaltending has been good. Um, and again, still still a, a weird thing to say, but if the Blue Jackets have the, go- have the goaltending, um, looking at the preliminary lines, which I want to talk about in detail um, in a little bit, if they figure out the top six, if they stabilize the defense, the defense, uh, then the goalies have been giving them a chance to win the game. Even even if the goalies haven't been winning the game for them, they've given they've given this team a chance to succeed, and this team has mostly kind of bottled it. But I think goaltending is uh, this team is going to live and die by the goaltending this season and specifically, I think this
1: game. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Daniil Tarasov's and we're all saying this, we're talking about him, but have not confirmed him to be starting yet. Um, I think the Blue Jackets follow up this game with a game at home against the devil. So sometime in the next two, we're probably going to see him if he is healthy. And last year, if you look at his numbers to end the year, he finished off the season with a a win against Washington, where he gave up six goals. Uh, so that was that wonky game. That was his last one that he played. But he also played on the road against Vegas, gave up five in that one. So I, I kind of remember just looking through his games, like he, he was he was not he was just a victim to the Blue Jackets just being terrible on defense. And most of the goalies were not. They have had a better defense. They have played better. So we could get a very good Daniil Tarasov, is my point, because the numbers weren't great last year, but everybody's numbers are have been up this year. What is that attributed to? Is it the goaltender coach Nicholas Backstrom? Is it the overhaul at defense? Probably a little bit of both. But I am very excited to see what Daniil Tarasov off of some good rests. Uh, He's been. I'm glad that the team has taken his time with this injury. I know the knee is obviously very serious. Part of the body, I assume, especially for a goaltender, which you're in the game, 60 minutes of the game, you're the only player that's not allowed to come out. So, you use your knees a lot. Yeah. You use your knees a lot as a goalie. So so I'm glad they took their time getting him back. And if he is going to be in the lineup, then I, I will change my mind about the Blue Jackets having a chance in this one. But I just think the Leafs are so good, Jay. I truly think this is more about them right now than it is for me about the Blue Jackets. Um, cause when a team's rolling, like the jackets have had trouble against those teams, you know, they usually beat teams on a night where they're playing like a back to back and they just played a very tough team, you know, and they're like, ah, kind of going to go a little bit lazier against the blue jackets. It takes them probably 40 minutes to get into the game. And then in the third period, you know, they just take over. That's kind of how games go for Columbus and I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens tonight where they start the first two periods, great, maybe even amount to a lead. But if one team's going to light you up when they want you, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that does worry me a little bit.
0: Yeah, agreed. They're currently on a seven-game point streak. Uh, They haven't lost in regulation since November 25th. Um, But I think there are still some ways that the Blue Jackets can beat them, uh, and I want to talk about a couple of those things and the lines um, that I saw from Jeff Saboda earlier um on Wednesday morning ish. So we'll do that in a second here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. First I'm gonna tell you guys about FanDuel, because the weather's getting colder, but the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That is $150 if your team wins. Now, I've been telling you to choose the heavy favorites, but I'm not going to lie. I don't know who the favorite is anymore. The Chiefs are losing. The Lions are losing. Maybe the Green Bay Packers are the favorites now. Who can say? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options: spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Hayden, let's uh, talk. Let's talk about the lines. Because I feel like the lines that I saw, anyway, are, like, this close to being great. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see, if you're listening along, my finger and my thumb is very, very, very close together. Um, so if I pull up the the lines that were in practice yesterday, so Wednesday morning, um, Gaudreau, Fantilli, Danforth. Danforth? Danforth? I always want to say one, and then it's not the right one. Anyway, Gaudreau, Fantilli, Danforth. Jinikov, Bronkov, Marchenko, Line a Sillinger, Johnson, Texier, Karali, Bemstrom, and then Warensky Blankenberg, Provorov, Yurochek, and Bean Peak. Now, obviously, Eric Branson is sitting this one out because he tried to murder um, Nick Cousins a little bit in, in the last game. So they don't have him. So Andrew Peak is sliding right back on into that lineup. But I love that top four. I love that Juracek is finally back in the top four. I love the warensky blankenberg pairing. Um, that has been a real highlight of the last kind of week or so of, of Blue Jackets play, I think. And honestly, if they make maybe two moves to that forward lineup, and that is put Danforth back with Texier and Corelli, put Bemstrom with Line A and Siliger, and put Johnson up on that top line, that to me is the perfect Blue Jackets lineup right now. You've got Goudreau, Fantilli, Johnson, who work incredibly well together. Um, Goudreau and Johnson work well together. Fantilli and Johnson work well together. So it makes sense that Fantilli and Goudreau will gel. The Russian line, perfect. Don't change a thing. Uh, line a Sillinger, Bemstrom. I think those are the three players that could benefit from playing on a, not necessarily a checking line, but a line with weaker competition than the top six right now, especially. like Something's going on in line a's head. I think this is a fully mental problem. Um, not mental health, I want to state, but sometimes a guy gets stuck in his own head. You know, we saw it a lot with Cole Sillinger last year. Got stuck in his own head, struggled. And I think we're kind of seeing the same thing with line A here. So if he needs to get his confidence back, I think he could do that on the third line. I think Sillinger and Bemstrom are perfectly cromulent. Line mates for him to have right there. So, like, I don't know how you feel about these, these lines, um, Hayden, but to me, it feels like we're almost there especially with the top six and the top six forwards and the top four defensemen.
1: Yeah. It's a, you know, I don't have a huge problem with Justin Danforth being on the top line, just because I feel like for him, he's played so well this year um, in that bottom six role. And he's just slowly, we've just gotten comfortable him within the middle six and now he's in the top three. So it's like, I've gotten, I'm pretty okay with that. And if you look at the Leafs top line right now, and according to dailyfaceoff.com, they got a stranger in here, a guy that I do not know about, playing with Austin Matthews and William Nylander. And that's uh Noah Grigor. I do not know about
0: this. Oh, guy. Noah Greger. We love Noah Gregor. Um okay. he so he played for the Sharks last season. Um, and he was to the sharks what Eric Robinson was to the blue jackets. Extremely okay. fast. Hands of stone. So do with that what you will. But uh, yeah, that is not a name I was expecting to be on the uh, on the top line, especially when you look at the guys that they added in free agency this year.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's not a shock to see a wild name on the Blue Jackets top line. Plus, honestly, I don't think any one of those three guys should be playing on the top line. I think your top line needs to be Voronkov, Marchenko, and Chinikov, because mm-hmm. that is... By far the most fun line to watch, or at least the most consistently fun line to watch. I don't know if you feel that way. I I definitely do. That line just plays with so much energy. Those three obviously have so much chemistry together. Um, I would just straight up reward them and give them that top spot. Uh, plus, it'd be fun to see Voronkov and Austin Matthews going at it. Like, what what what's going to come out of that? I don't know. Um, but I like that. I like that Fantilli's getting thrown into the fire. You know this is obviously a very big game at uh, I don't even know what they call the place in Toronto anymore, what it's who it's sponsored by, but um, it used to be the ACC and I still call it that in my head, and I know it's not that anymore. I, I want to say the Scotia Bank, yeah, Scotia Bank Arena, and like that's a very you know, when you're up there, if you've ever been up there the Maple Leafs are the heartbeat of that town and it's a very big city. So it's, this is a big game for them, obviously. And Blue Jackets, of course, have a ton of Canadian players. So this will be a very fun game to watch for sure. And I think Fantilli is probably going to play great, of course, because he plays great in every big game. And he's also like lately looking really sharp. Um, So I think, I mean, Goudreau and Danforth have kind of, they're kind of both whatever it seems like recently. But um, yeah, I think you're right though. I think I'd maybe switch Johnson and Danforth just just for the sake of it's um, yeah, just fun to watch Fantilli and Johnson play together. I mean, come on, this is and like with Gaudreau out there, I don't know. I'm trying to think like who is the best player to play with Gaudreau right now because I don't really know what he's doing for Columbus other than skating really fast around the zone. And he's okay, so so in fairness to Gaudreau, and this is something I came across on
0: Twitter um, the other day, I don't remember when exactly, he is creating so much offense, it's just not going in the net. Um, right. So, and I think part of that is, again, because he's struggled to start the season, fair enough, um, he hasn't really had consistent line mates because they've been trying to get him going. So I think that's part of it, um, and I think part of it is that Pascal Vincent is determined to make Gaudreau in line A a duo, but they are not. So I wonder if, like, to me, what, what line it, what, excuse me, what Gaudreau needs right now is a shooter. I don't know whether that shooter should be just a Danforth who I don't know that he's necessarily a sniper. He works hard. Fantilli can score goals. We've seen that recently. Um, And um, I think Ken Johnson, underrated goal scorer, but I, I wonder if the problem, is that, the problem is that the Russian line is doing so well, but I feel like you could put over or, or Marchenko with Goudreau and both of those guys would thrive because they are scoring like there's no tomorrow at the minute. But then you got to break up the Russian line. So we're kind of stuck in this snake-biting its own tail of how do we get Johnny Gaudreau going without killing all of
1: our other offense, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... I was just about to say the shooter himself can be can be himself like he needs to shoot more. I feel like he's trying to be this uh guy that's going to pass everywhere, be the quote unquote like quarterback on the ice. But usually that works really well for a team that is winning and uh gelling together and playing well and that's not how it's going for Columbus, they're not playing well. He, nobody's really feels like they're scoring off of his passes. Um, but I just looked this up, actually. Interesting fact. Uh, he has 25 shots on net in win- – oh, this is a stupid stat. Never mind. Forget what <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I was going to read his shots in wins versus shots in losses and reminded myself the Blue Jackets have a lot less wins this year than they do losses. So that number is obviously – Tilted towards, but I think he needs to shoot more. I just think Johnny Gaudreau needs to be that adult on the team. He just needs to be that like very upset veteran that doesn't give it. Like he needs to start getting bitter towards the other team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, like he needs to be disappointed. It's like a leadership kind of thing, you know, like he needs to be like taking ownership for this team and just go nuts. Johnny be, be like that 120 point guy you were with the flames um And, like, I think, I think things will start to open up for the players around him, too, if he starts playing more offense himself, you know, because it feels like whenever the puck's on his stick, other team just kind of sits back, okay, when's he going to pass it? He makes a great pass either way, forces it, you know, in a gap, but it's just like there's already five guys standing there waiting for you to make that pass. So get more selfish, Johnny, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I respect that. Um, <laughs> it's
0: yeah. It feels a lot like you know the only way out is through, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll figure it out or they won't. And two idiots on a podcast—they're not going to fix the Blue Jackets by we telling tell Vincent what he should do, you know, or telling Johnny Goodroy what he should do. But it does legitimately, and it feels insane. And I know that I really—I want to say Einstein originally said it, but like the definition of madness. Is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But I really do genuinely feel like this team is so close to clicking. And I recognize that we've been saying that, and other people have been saying that for months at this point. If this team is close, this team is close. But they might actually be close. And maybe I'm the fool here. Maybe I am the clown for believing in this team at this point in the season. But I think a statement tonight. Whether that's a win, whether that's putting, you know, some fear into them, who can say. But I think Blue Jackets can win this game and uh, I think they can do it convincingly. So we'll talk a little bit more about that and uh, I'll allow Hayden to, to share his final thoughts on that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, I'm going to tell you guys about AG1. Um, This is like, it's become part of my morning routine now. I gave it a try because I was tired of taking like 700 vitamin supplements every day. I wanted a single solution that supports my entire body, covers all of my nutritional bases. Um, I was getting tired all the time. I was having a bunch of trouble with like food intolerances and things like that. And uh, now that I've been drinking AG1, I feel incredible. I get up in the morning, I boil water to have coffee or have tea, I make my AG1, and uh, makes me feel ready to take on my day. And it really feels like I'm doing something good for my body, and it costs less than $3 a day, which is great if you're someone like me who spends $7 on a fancy oat milk latte. If cooperative solutions, what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. All right, Hayden, let's get a final thought on uh on the blue jackets taking on the leafs, and then we'll talk predictions.
1: Yeah, so that Einstein quote back there is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results and insanity, madness. It's the same thing. Like it, that's what this Blue Jackets team is. Uh, they just do the same thing over and over again. And the result stays mostly the same. Um, but, you know, Jay, we are, we have been watching every single game this year. Like that is, the perk of coming to Lockdown Blue Jackets and listening to us is we do watch all the games. So we are, our fingers are on the pulse with this team. And I completely agree with you. Like, it feels like the Blue Jackets are on the brink of discovering something really awesome. And gosh, I just want it to work out. And I feel like they're, I feel like it's always one game away from happening. But then they have that one Eureka game where they, you know, pummel the Bruins or, you know, pummel the Lightning, whoever it is, and it's just – it's nothing. It's the same – back to the same thing immediately after that. So, first things first, get a win in this game, if that's even possible, and because the Leafs are good, not because the Blue Jackets are necessarily but I've said that already. The Leafs are very good. Get a win, and then you play the Leafs two more times in the next eight games. Maybe you get in their head a little bit. You play the Devils twice coming up. Uh, you've already been them once this year. The Capitals, who you're yet to beat, definitely a beatable team. You have them coming up, and then you got the Sabres twice. Those are two winnable games. So the Blue Jackets do have a nice path ahead of them to get some wins, and I'll especially feel good about it if they get a point. Just get a point. Make this game look good. Don't get the brakes being off of you. If you hang with the Toronto Maple Leafs, you leave Toronto knowing you put on a good game, and uh, that will absolutely be a moral victory. I know there are no moral victories, but I think an overtime loss against Toronto would be one, and that's personally where I'd start my prediction. It be, would be a 4-3 overtime loss for this Jackets team. Um, I'm going to say Chinikov gets the first goal for the Jackets because he is hot right now.
0: Hmm, I'm gonna say this feels this is either gonna be a game that finishes two to one or finishes like six to five. And I can't yeah. decide which way I want to go. I think I'm gonna go with six to five. I think the Blue Jackets will win six-five in overtime. And I think the first scorer is going to be let's go with let's go with a different Russian. Um uh, let's go with Karel Marchenko, who is also real hot right now um weirdly i started this episode not really having a good feeling about this game and now i think we've kind of talked me into being like wow I, th- I have a good feeling about this game maybe this game is gonna go well so uh we'll see how that goes but um that's kind of all we've got for today tomorrow we will be back with you to break down tonight's game hopefully breaking down a win i feel like it's been a minute since uh both of us have been available to talk about a win but um we'll do that tomorrow thank you for listening thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day locked on blue jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms uh you can find us on youtube you can find us on sirius xm you can find me on twitter at underscore Jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find hayden over at hayden h nine seven one. you can find the show at lo underscore blue jackets and uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockedonbluejackets@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, we are, at, at the time of recording this, we are, I believe, one YouTube subscriber away from a milestone, which is very exciting for us. If you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. And when we get to another number, we might just do another giveaway for tickets to the Blue Jackets. So uh, if you're interested in that, hit like, hit subscribe, leave a comment, email us, whatever you want to do. Enjoy the game tonight, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay
1: locked on.